Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Ads Lyson. Before we get started with the podcast this week, if you want to get 15% off your surfing and outdoor gear, look no further. Go to Northcore on the internet and use the code capital letters GRUMPYSURFER15 to receive 15% off your purchase. Also, the WaveKey guys, i.e. Brad Gerlach, has given me a 10% code to use until the 1st of July. Use the code WaveKey Grump to receive 10% off your subscription for your WaveKey technique. Well, we made it. This episode this week signifies the one year anniversary of the Grumpy Surfer podcast, episode 50. So, thank you, everybody, for your support, your downloads, and your follows on Instagram and Facebook. Without you, the podcast would not have been the success that it is today. So, today's episode is going to be two previous podcast guests on the episode this week we talk about how to choose a surfboard whether you're a beginner intermediate or advanced surfer and a little bit about the wsl so please enjoy my conversation with john jameson and dan maker the green overhead boys John Jameson and Dan Maker, welcome to the first three-way podcast. How are you doing, lads? Love a three-way. <laughs> I'm very good, thanks. I've been waiting so long to say three-way for this. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing thing to say. I think Dan is very excited at this point I am. in time. I am. I think everyone should be aware that we all got our clothes on and we're not sat in our pants or string vests, so that's good. Not yet. Uh, no, we're hoping it gets that way. Though. <laughs> it's a good start. We've started at a great level. And then go really, really high. Dan, you've been surfing the last few days. A bit of Bantham work going on? Uh, yes, yeah, after Bantham yesterday. It was a bit gnarly. Um, pretty classic onshore. Only really two in it for exercise. There's not great quality waves there, but got a bit of a beating. Survived it. I've got a really cool story about Bantam. Have you? Well, it's not really cool. I nearly fucking drowned, to be honest it's with you. It's one of the worst places. It's fucking scary. Yeah, I, I parked over the uh, over the Bigbury side. It was a Christmas, so I was on my own. It was uh, it was Boxing Day, about half seven in the morning. So the missus wait, was wait, you were Christmas on your own? <laughs> a Boxing Day. Oh, Boxing Day. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So I, I went on my own, and uh, so the missus was super happy with me on Boxing Day. Parked at the Bigbury end. It was quite big. Decided to paddle across the river mouth to get to the other side. The river mouth took me all the way up through past the island at the hotel and took me an hour to paddle back to the break. And by the time I got there, I was wrecked anyway. So I got out. (laughs) Uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, definitely, 100%. Uh, Right, lads, we're going to be talking about different types of boards, talking about the WSL. So let's start with that. So you've been watching the uh, the WSL comp at the moment over in um, over in Western Australia. Yeah. What, what are we thinking? Well, uh, it's an interesting one because we've obviously seen a big injury. <clears throat> we've seen some uh, shock results in the ladies already. Uh, the wave looks really difficult to surf. That just looks like it's either you get a pump in left-hander or everything else is a closeout. So they're probably the only boys that can surf that wave. Um, it's super exciting though, but the setup of it looks weird. You know, they're going in and out on a bus. How prepared are they? How much kit are they taking? They're surviving with one or two boards each. So it feels a bit like they're going about surfing the same way as we all do, which is one board and you just got to ride whatever's under your arm at the time. Um, but there's some, uh, I think... Um, 
Griffin is surfing super good at the moment. Um, but obviously, I'm still struggling to see past Medina for this one. He's flying, isn't he? Like yeah. literally flying. Literally flying. Mm, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I was watching Philippe the other day, but he seems. To, I think all the Brazilians at the moment they're just like super on fire. I don't think they can really put a foot wrong on me apart from Tati got knocked out in the yeah. elimination round, um, even though she won um, over in uh, over yeah, in Margaret River. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. All my picks are still there, I think. No, who got knocked out? I can't remember who got knocked out on mine. I've got you on the um, no. the WSL Fancy League. No. Oh, man, you need to get on the Grumpy Surfer one. What's wrong with you? You need well, to get on it. Because I'm a misery. All I can say is it's a shame that Taj had to go out because that was very amusing, but he literally learnt a lesson but he is like 42 I don't know so. I think that second yeah the elimination round he at least caught some waves I yeah. mean I thought he looked alright yeah. he was unlucky at the end that guy got I can't remember who it was he was surfing those stab boards though wasn't he as yeah. well yeah dark arts bit of carbon on the go mm. uh, the standout wave was Michelle Perez that at just how long he was in that barrel for no one else is really getting slotted and he was in that thing for ages that's got to be the standout wave that was almost like a freak set that came through yeah, that he caught yeah. and it was just the perfect one to jump on, I think. Have we seen a shark yet? I don't think we've seen a shark. Yeah, there was. Oh, uh, was there? The, it was the Philippe Toledo. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I was watching the condensed the, heat replay. Did you? And they obviously cut it so they don't scare the audience. Yeah, because... <laughs> what was it, that one? No, it, it, it was the uh, it was the Taj Burrow heat because they came out and... Um, Didn't they have to restart it or yeah, something? Yeah, Jack, Jack uh, Robinson right. and um, who else were under the same coach and they were talking about it and and Taj was saying, oh, but I've got priority when I go out though. Like mess- he was more messing about, I think. I don't think he was taking it very seriously, if I'm perfectly honest. No, it didn't seem like that. He was in it just for a bit of a laugh and it... He was saying that if he gets in the way of someone else's results doing well and he's not in it for the long haul this season. He's probably launching a new beer brand yeah, or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Just get some name out there. But it's good. This is like a tricky wave to surf. I yep. definitely hit the bottom there. You don't reckon it'll be a regular stop then? No. Well, they've already, they've already said, haven't they? They had uh, one of the um, local uh, elders there and they said, you know, it's really nice that they're there, but they don't want them back. And he literally said that on, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. on yeah. the commentary, which is kind of funny. There's loads of memes and stuff going around to that at the moment as well, which is kind of funny. I think if they showed up at my local break and put it on the map, you'd be inundated with people wanting to go there, even if the wave wasn't that good. What, I mean, Bantham? So on the Bigbury side? Yeah. yeah, I think on the Bigbury. You've got to paddle around the island to get in, though. We're First test. Wembury. You want to get down Wembury. That's where you want to be. No, you uh, don't. Uh, that's an uncharted territory right there. Secret spot. Can't say that word. Locals only. Locals only. Let's talk a little bit about what boards people should choose. Um, I know it's a, it's a big, broad subject. Really difficult one, isn't it, as well? It's like, and I think probably it doesn't matter at what level you're at, whether it be absolute top pro or complete beginner. It's such a difficult answer uh, to come up with. So let's start with ability level because there's a big, for me, let's go all the way back to like, if you if you were a beginner as well. So remember in the old days where you used to go to a surf shop and, you know, whatever board you were going to buy was pretty much what was in that shop. And the shopkeeper pushed you towards like a Minimal 
all mid-length to what they're called now, aren't they? We uh, had, um, I think mine was a 6.4 pop-out back in those days. We weren't, we didn't really have soft tops, did we? Um, not that, no. There was no swellies or anything yeah. even in those days. Um, and I went from a pop-out pop to boardwalk 6.4. But I look at it and when I remember, because... Um, I was nearly said it wasn't that long ago, but it was years ago. And the guy was like, kind of foam forward, easy paddle, you know, exactly the same things that we're saying now about, you know, not arguably the same boards. Um, and it's, I thought that was pretty funny. Well, you'd think it was a really easy question to answer, right? Like what board should you get as a beginner? <clears throat> but here's the, here's a quandary. Uh, my first board was as close as I could get to whatever Kelly Slater was riding. It's because you're a lot younger than us. Yeah, but I didn't stand up for two years. I just basically paddled around and duck dived for a very long time. Did you have a white wetsuit as well? <laughs> probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Uh, with a big Quicksilver sticker on it, yeah. Um, and that's, like, so, you know, you've got people that pick a board because they want to be something or they think that's the best board you can get because like the best guys the best guys it. are riding it mm. or then you get some really decent advice and it's like well if you're learning here's how you start here's how you enjoy it but um people have different views on what they're doing surfing for and when you apply that to what sort of board people should buy like or either from beginner all the way up to like super advanced um by the time they're super advanced, they ought to know what they're surfing. Um, I don't think but, they do that. But people still, guys... yeah, people still will go, like, will buy a board for very different reasons. And it's really hard giving anybody any advice. Well, where do they get all their advice from oh, in yeah. the first place? Yeah. They go onto YouTube, they see all of these advertisements from like Paisel and Sharpie and um, Channel Island and all the big brands that are out there. And they see all these surfers like Mason the Ho, Tom Curran, um, John John Florence and, uh, you know, Philip Toledo and, and all the other guys that are on these big brand boards. They're like, oh, that looks amazing. That looks like something I want to do. But I think the big thing that people forget is that you are not a high-level professional surfer that can do that on a surfboard. Yeah, that weighs 68 kilos. And also, you've got to think about as well what type of wave that they are surfing that equipment on. It is not Croyd, midwinter, semi-three-star magic lieweeds, mush burger. High tide. With, <laughs> with a classic... 6018 and a half by you know two and three quarter board that it sinks when you're paddling on it and you have to dig out blind to paddle around on it. So, I, I think when people's people go to choose their selective boards, I think their, their thought process is already kind of tarnished because they've got this ideal of what it is. But then when you come to somebody like me or Dan or, or you, John, and, and they're asking those questions and we say, right, you need this board. Well, they've already got this fixation on something like a Pisalian or, a, um, I don't know, a 77 Philip Toledo um, Sharpie. It's really difficult to separate the common sense from what they actually want to do from yeah. reality. Yeah, I think that one of the hardest things is, um, is honesty. And the honesty comes down to answering a few questions, and that is how old you are, how fit you are, how often you're in the water, how long have you been surfing, and where do you regularly surf? 
right? Those are, if you answer those, you, you don't need to go to YouTube. You don't need to look at a load of guys in surf shops who clearly surf every day and rip and necessarily listen to what they're saying about a board. Sure, they'll give you what the dimensions are, they'll give you what the concaves are, they'll give you what the rocker is, all that kind of stuff. But that may not be a true reflection of what you need at that point in your surfing, because you're going to have one surfboard for the rest of your life. I mean, it's not like wives. Yeah, but we get the question all the time, what, what's a one board quiver? Yeah. Really so you've got like another level of complexity, which is people yeah. deciding what they want to get from surfing. So how many times have we had the question, I, I surf because I want to have loads of fun. And then they're on like a five, 10 tiny little, whatever it is. Probably and you're like, probably not going to have loads of fun on that in the UK, unless it's like once a year conditions. Or you surf four times a week. You know, yeah, then you yeah, get yeah. a lot of fun on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the difference. And um, so people uh, often realize that there's a massive conflict when you're thinking about what boards to buy hence why you see people who surf all the time they've got a quiver for all sorts of conditions but not everyone's obviously going to have a full quiver of boards and then you get into the conflict of well i want to have fun i want to catch loads of waves actually i just want to do massive turns or someone's like i'll have one wave as long as it's one bomb and I surf it really good. I'm super happy. That's why I go surfing. It's but some people just it, want 60, 70 waves a session. Yeah, because it's like when we went out, I mean, we've been on a few boat trips together and we've had customers, not customers, but clients, guys that have come with us. Yeah. And and you're kind of like paddling at the end of the day and you've had a you've had a boatload of waves and, and you're like, did he even catch a wave? He was out there for four hours. Yeah. Did he? he yeah. may have only caught like two or three waves. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're kind of like, is that enough? Like, are you happy with that? Because I wouldn't be. I would be super pissed off about it because um, I've spent a lot of money and I'm in the Maldives and the water's warm and I should be ripping. You know, what's wrong with me? And actually, I'm not that good. So it's kind of like, well, just catch loads of waves. But then you've got that kind of like, you can get way, you can get boards that enable you to catch loads of waves, but you can't necessarily turn them very easily. Yeah. So how do you get that balance between a board that's sort of easy to paddle and easy to catch waves but then can also turn really easily with a good bit of rocker because if you don't do that, you're not going to progress your surfing. Yeah, it's like, what comes first? How many times have we come out of a trip or whatever or we're sat around at the end of a day, even at any, any surf, any country, and people have been in the water low, so they get fit, so like they're past the point of catching waves as an issue. Yeah, they've got the timing right. Yeah, got so the, the volume's got right. up. And then it's like, oh, I just really want to turn. Or every time they try and do a bottom turn, they spin out, top turn, spin out. Or they're not even getting to the bottom or top turn because yeah. they're just on a board that goes straight, basically, uh, because it was probably quite cool and they saw it on YouTube and someone was ripping on it. But actually, it's a board that's just designed to go straight and catch waves. And then you hit that next level of frustration. And then the next question comes... Well, what should I be riding? Yeah, what's the next board? What's yeah, the next yeah, yeah. board on from, not necessarily, let's say we've progressed past the foamy and we've now got maybe like a mid-length or a mini-mal, which, yeah, I can't really surf them very well. And I mean, they're a nightmare. I sort of surf quite a bit. <laughs> how the hell do you turn them? I mean, I see people turn them, obviously, but I'm like, mm, I can't, you I don't can't feel like out. you're cranking a nice big bottom turn and slashing off the lip with it. I think um, it all comes down to people's actual reality, though. And, yeah. And I think where, where, people like you guys come in with, with your shop and, and advice is it needs to be, it needs to be real time advice. And one of the big things, and I know we talked about it before is, is what you were saying earlier was people's honesty with themselves. 
You know, I know personally that I'm not the best surfer in the world. I know I'm not going to be that guy that hits a bottom turn, cranks it vertically in the pocket and blasts the back of the wave mm. up. I'm not, I'm not aiming for it for that either. I know my ability is not like that, but I do know is I can draw out a bottom turn and come off the top and ride the wave and read it, which is yeah. a key, really, really also key point as well. Because uh, along with your surfing ability, you also need to be able to read the wave to see, is it, you know, shouldering out? Is it just going to be jacking up and you've got to go as fast as fuck down that line mm. to get out of that section? You've got to be able to read it to be able to do what you want on that wave. So again, I know I'm digressing a little bit about, you know, technical abilities and, and, and looking how a wave looks, but that also means that you need to be honest with your surfboard selection. So that if you want to go straight and it's just jacking up down the line, well, yeah, go with that fastboard that goes straight down the line. But also you, you need to have that technical ability that if you do want to do those big turns is you've got to understand that to do those big turns on, let's say, um, a 7-0 or a 6-6 or something like that, yeah, a little you, bit You bigger. need to be a really good surfer to get them you to turn You need to properly. come right back onto the tail mm. and get your feet over those fins and drive that rail into the water to be able to project yourself and I think a lot of people don't understand that technical aspect. So when they're buying these lots of different boards, let's say, for instance, they buy a really a technical board, which even if you just like turn it on the rail a little bit, it's going to turn. Or they don't understand that a 20 hasn't got the third fin and you can't drive it like you can the thruster and it's going to spin out or your foot placement needs to be there somewhere. You know, those are the sort of things that you need to think and think about. How do I want to surf and what waves am I going to surf on? Yeah, and I think there's a level, uh, there's obviously a level of honesty about that. Um, but there's also, you know, if you if you say, well, I want to I want to be better. Right. I mean, a lot of people are surfing because they want to get better at surfing. They want to get better at that craft. Um, and they probably know that they're never going to turn pro. Um, but what they want to do is they want to want to, you know, big pocket full of waves they want to do some turns they want to feel like they've had a good time um and they they may not be able to get into the water very often so they want to get the maximum out of it they're not happy with just one or two waves um what board do they buy you know because it's kind of like you can cat you can get and catch waves quite easily but this is another myth that i don't think is right is you can catch a you can get a board which paddles really well which is great but it may not duck dive that well and you've got to get out. So you've yep. wasted all of your energy just trying to get out the back because you're duck diving a 50 litre board. I mean, that's not fun. And then when you get out there, firstly, you're knackered because you've just beat yourself to crap to get out there. And this is anything over up to head high. Anything over head high, duck diving a big board, that's really difficult, exactly. really, really difficult. Um, so I'm kind of like, my rule of thumb is by the maximum amount of literage that you can still duck dive. Because if you can't get out the back, you ain't catching any waves anyway. And then they're sort of like, well, I need a board that paddles really quickly so I can get into waves early. There's no getting into waves early. You're only going to get into wave when it's breaking. So positioning is significantly more important than fitness and paddling ability on a board. And how many times do you go to the surf and you come out and you like, you watch guys who are better than you and you're like, they look like they've like stroked twice and they're straight in. Like, why can't I do that? I feel like I'm paddling for hours and then I still, it passes underneath me. 
It's because you're not sat in the right place. Or read, you're not You've reading read the, the brain wrong. properly, you know. And, yeah. and that also comes down to, I don't know... Time in the water. Time in the water. Understanding the break <laughs> that you're surfing. Being a local, maybe, I don't know. But, you know, if you surf, let's say our local Croyd, day in, day out, you're going to know what the sandbanks are, how they change with the tides, with the storms, where the best banks are, what, what best state of tide to sit on to, you know, to, to go in for a couple of hours. I mean, that all comes into it. But I think we're kind of losing a little bit of traction here about, you know, what, what board selection we're trying to talk about here. But so there's some myths though, ads like on that, on that topic of board selection. So there's some, the questions that we get, right. You kind of working through some of the myths. So people will say, uh, you know, take just broadly intermediate surfers just want to catch loads of waves. So they will buy a board that on the rack looks like it's designed to catch loads of waves. And immediately they're frustrated by it because it's loads and loads of liters. It's super flat. It's probably got a really wide nose. Pretty parallel. Yeah, pretty parallel. Not a lot of rocker. So this is the conflict of board selection. You can buy that board, right? And like as Dan's just said, you'll probably paddle out. You'll be knackered when you get there, but you'll probably paddle out. Then the frustration kicks in. So your next decision is, or the real decision is, what do I want to get from surfing? So I'm the guy that buys a board by watching all the pros on YouTube. And you're, <laughs> I know you're both laughing, right? But I do that because I'm prepared to drop anchor out back, wait for one or two of the bombs and just do as many turns, probably bad turns as I possibly can. And I'm happy with that. Uh, and I'm going to go from there, right? And I'm the guy that Dan described. It's like trying to do some turns. You know, if I fall off a whole bunch of waves or miss some, I'll live with that. I've made my decision. But so many people don't do that. They don't do the honesty. They but don't then they also get frustrated by the fact that they just caught loads of waves and, and can only go straight. And every yeah. time they and try and they turn, do? they slide out. Yeah, they chop the board back in immediately and it was the board's fault. Yeah. Uh, all the time. Oh, I've just bought this board. Uh, can you have it back? Well, I need to sell it and I want a different board. I'm like, the different board's not going to solve the problem. So rocker, right? Everyone's like, volume is going to help me paddle out back. Yeah, I'm pretty heavy. I can paddle a really small board out back pretty easy because there's not a lot of volume so it's easy to maneuver it around duck diving i basically just sink that's good uh but where they're pretty flat they just skip along the top of the surface and when i'm paddling in waves they're super flat so it's dead easy imagine lugging 60 liters of big flat whatever it is around i mean so that's the first thing people got their heads around because dan how many times do you get a question about how much volume should i have Oh, right, it's all the time. It's, it's, I don't know why everyone's so hung up on it. It's yeah. kind of like it's the shape of the board and the water line and the outline and the rocker and the concaves. That's all much, much more important than what volume it is. Yeah. Well, where the volume sits in the board is yeah. probably totally just as in where is, is probably... Almost more. More important that how much... Well, you could, you could have a board that is 24 litres, let's just say, as an example, that is... Let's say it's a five-five, but it could be a flat biscuit that's square, right? It's like paddling a bodyboard, pretty much. It's not really going to do that much, but if you stretch that out, you know, yeah, well, it will do different it, things. It will do different things, and the rail lines, and all, I mean, we're going in, going into a little bit of detail with that. But I do. I am one of those people that talks about volume quite a lot. 
However, I think my knowledge base behind understanding what volume is to what I need, you know, we've talked about this before. So yeah, my, did, my go-to yeah. board is a cymatic. If you did a volume calculator, my my body weight size should be round about 28 to 30 litres, really, realistically. But the board I've got is 37 litres. But I know that where the volume is in that board to where the rail line is and how I want to turn mm. it, I can catch loads of waves with that board and still surf it, you know, pretty well. So herein lies <clears throat> the big thing, right? Surely buying a board is whatever's going to give you most confidence, which in turn is going to give you loads of enjoyment. So I buy boards and Dan, you know, because I get them from you. They're pretty much all identical, right? There's very little difference. I go Well, from, we don't tell you. Well, that's true. Yeah, you just write <laughs> we stuff just write on the bottom. different numbers on yeah. the yeah. stickers <laughs> over the badges. <laughs> yeah. But broadly, I mean, there's no difference between a 5.11 and a 6.1. That's my entire range of boards. And I, but I do that because it's not because they're right for me. It's just what I feel most confident on. Um, it usually comes with a lot of falling off and a lot of... Um, yeah, I think I think confidence is a is a really good point as well, and one that we shouldn't overlook because actually you're in a big green wobbly scary yeah. place, right? And people drown at sea, and I'm I'm like not a great I don't like big waves. We're back to Bantham again. Back to Bantham. <laughs> yeah, we're not green, more brown and seaweedy. Um, but I think a board that's going to give you the confidence, particularly when you're sort of at your limit, like that day at anchors. I was like, that was pretty gnarly yeah, and it took yeah. a while to paddle out there or to even get in the water. Um, and, and to have that confidence on a board that you know that when you catch the wave, when you've sort of worked yourself deep enough in order to be in the right position, it's going to stick on that bottom turn and get you out of trouble. But I'm like, I just need to get out of here as quickly as I can. I don't care how I'm going to do it. I just need to go straight. Until you catch a couple of waves, you make them and you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to drop out. I'm going to do a bottom turn. I'm going to come and right off the top or whatever it slowly and slowly builds but we did um had a um interesting conversation with marcio over in i went to see him over at the surf expo in um in uh in florida so this year. is sharp eye shaper the sharp eye the yeah the shaper behind sharp eye he's a man right now he's he <laughs> is the he is the man at the moment yeah he walks on water at the moment um and i was talking to him about the new storms model and and I said to him, look, my favourite board that you make is a disco. I think it's amazing. But I'm riding a 6.2 in order to get the volume that I think I need, which is around 34, 35 litres. And he's like, no, man, no, no, that's totally wrong. Like 6.2 is way too big for you unless you're like six and a half foot tall. And yeah, I'm what not. are you, I'm like 5.10? 5.10, 5, 5.11 in heels, <laughs> <laughs> tall heels. Um, and I said, well, look, you know, shape me one then what should I be riding and he said well um he said you should be on a 511 that's the maximum for a disco because it's got quite a small sweet spot and he said and if your feet are in the right place the board won't turn like it should and then you're fighting the physics of the board yeah, you know it's yeah. like you're already starting at a disadvantage and and I said so you don't go longer to get the volume he said no no never go longer always go thicker and he said, we're shapers. We'll put the thickness where it needs to be in the board that won't affect the way that it works. Um, and he said, so, you know, what weight are you? How often do you go surfing? Well, it's kind of like normal questions. Um, anyway, he made me one uh, and I got it and I was super stoked. It's like not the first custom I've had made, but it's the first custom where I've really talked to the guy that apparently knows what he's doing. 
Felipe seems to go all right on it. Um, <laughs> anyway, it showed up 511, 20, 2.7 storms, 32.8 litres. And I was like, oh. Oh, I remember you saying, this yeah, looks I'm really like, small. Yeah, and I'm like, super skinny. I'm no, not sure I'm going to be able to get this. But that board, relatively low entry rocker, not very much out the back. Um, big deep concave through the middle so it's basically flat underneath your chest with all the volume pretty much underneath where your arms and shoulders are and I rode first time I rode it was at the wave pool where arguably you're like I don't want to be under volume at the wave pool because it's not salt water you don't float that well well stroked into the first wave and was like holy shit this thing is sensitive from there never looked back I'm like I can ride a board that's 32 and a bit litres why am I on a 37 so that like what you've done there, though, is you uh, you listened, first of all, to what Marcio had to say, because we get loads of people so obsessed with volume that they they will, for customs, they will change the full dims of the board to hit a volume. And it shouldn't be that way around. It should be you simply play with the thickness, but you leave the overall design of the board the same. Yeah, otherwise you ruin it. All the time. Yeah, because otherwise it's not the board and none of us are shapers and really know how to do it properly. So you just play with the thickness and it's because you knew how you wanted to surf. It's like that storms I think is going to fit what I wanted to do. You told him obviously your age and your weight and he put I lied more volume a bit in. about my age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously very much about my weight. Yeah, and your height. So it was much higher. But the board works right, so he didn't listen. Uh, no, actually, I think the other side of it is um, when it when it showed up, I was like, look, I'm, I'm just going to trust him. Yeah. Like, you know, I could have gone in there and said, no, I need a 35 litre, 60, whatever. This is what I'm going to ride. And if he, who shapes boards, like since he was 11, if he says, no, you don't want that. This is what you want. I'm like, all right, I'll go with that. I'll give it a try. And it was perfect. I mean, it was, yeah, it was ace. Straight away. It it is, here here lies the thing, though. He is like a legend. You know, it's like getting Mark Richards to to shape you a board or, or somebody like that from literally back in the heyday where yeah. the evolution of the shortboard came out of longboard and and developed into into what it is now. I mean, I've had some pretty bad experiences with with, with standard shortboards. I bought a um, a fourth shovel. It was five eleven. It was the dims that. I thought I was, so it was yeah. you know, round about the 30 litre point. And I was like, looked amazing board, looked a little bit short because I was used to riding round about like 6.2s and 6.4s and stuff like that, you know, JSs and DHs. A, that's yeah. a big drop down And inside. boards, yeah. And I took it to, again, talking about Morocco, I took it to Killers and I took it out there and I, I could not generate any speed in it like at all front side and backside yeah and i was like is it me is it the board like i I haven't changed the way that i generate speed on any sort of board before you know i took my 5.8 fish with me i ditched the board and took that back out straight down the line nice and quick yeah And, and it and it was killing me because you know i wanted a a sort of like a step up board yeah. a little bit more performance orientated for those sort of waves so ever since then, I've kind of gone along the thickness route. I've looked, again, we're talking about volume, using that as a really bad example. But I've gone, right, I want to go a little bit thicker, cliche what you're talking about, because I want, you know, I don't get in the water all the time. So I want something that I can 
I can paddle around in, but I have the confidence in my ability as well, which I think is the kicker for a lot of people too. Yeah, yeah. Is, you know, I, I know what I can do realistically. So that's where I went down the line of, I got a talk, um, a talk, uh, performance fish. Amazing. Yeah, good board. Really good board. Amazing, amazing board. But again, you know, going back to what you're talking about, Dan, with having having the thickness, you know, in, in your chest area and where your shoulders are, that's exactly what the cymatic is. Um, I've not had the, you know, the privilege of, of surfing sharp eye, so I can't really comment on any of those or any of the boards that you stock here. So, you know, fucking shoot me if you want to, but, I, you know, there we you go. Haven't, you haven't left the building yet. The I haven't left the building yet. <laughs> yeah, there's so going to be, there's gonna be one under your arm. Yeah, well, it might be, but I might have to get it on sort of like, you know, pay a little bit later or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Johnny terms. <laughs> yeah, we'll do your I'll, I'll, I'll give you in fucking 20 years time, a pound a month. <laughs> But yeah, on the so never ever, as yeah. opposed to the never never. <laughs> You'll get something. I'm not sure it'd be the full price though. Um, but yeah, so the cymatic for me. I mean, I know I'm talking about it quite a lot, but it's the perfect example for me. Is it's what you're saying. The volume is in the middle. It's hidden volume. So if you look at it, it actually doesn't really look that thick. But for the volume, it says 36.4 liters for a 510. It is. You know, you're like, Jesus, like where where is it? But it's all in the middle. Yeah. And then it thins out into the into that little crazy back tail that the sci-fi's got and stuff. And yeah, I mean I, I love it, but I'm always looking, like we all are, for that evolution of what can I get out of something different. Yeah. I think that yeah. for me, I think um and, you know, we've obviously got a privileged position where we can try lots of boards um, and and we do because otherwise we can't really talk about them with any authority um, and you know I'll go through boards all the time um, and I'll you, have, you do like one a week not quite one a week <laughs> maybe a couple of months um, snapping them from all them airs you're doing that's down right yeah <laughs> snapping them from running them up the rocks mostly um, no I think that you've got like I, I kind of like I have a I have a picture in my head of the board I want to surf, and it is kind of like how close can I get to the board that I want to surf? Even though I'm not, I couldn't tell you what exactly what that board is. Um, and then I kind of like have phases where I'll be like, well, at the moment I'm riding at a, a captain, right, which is an alone captain with one of the boards that we do, obviously. Um, and I don't love it. I don't even like the way it looks. But what it does do, it's and it's it's basically like a. I'm going to sort of say this and I'm going to be kicking myself, but I bought it because it's a short mid-length. It's a 6.2, 41 litre board. And my mid-length, 6.10, was also 41 litres. I caught loads of waves, I had loads of fun, but couldn't really turn it because I, I, can't, I can't work out how to do that. So I thought, I'm going to do this. I had three months off my board through the pandemic, so I didn't go surfing at all for three months. And I was like, I don't really want to go back on the mid-length. I don't want to break that cycle because it's getting too easy. Um, so I took a captain out big one um and i've loved it but i've had to learn how to turn it because like i said to you this board is great but i, I can't yeah I can't and you, and you, yeah, you can see it you can see it when you're surfing as well and you said something then you're like oh, i can picture the board i want to surf so picture your storms <clears throat> but if you're talking to someone about which board to buy right and most most of us are only ever going to buy one board every now and again are you picturing the board you want to surf or are you picturing the way you want to surf? And or the, the way you can surf. Yeah, and the board has to fit 
that slightly distorted view of how you think yeah. you should be surfing. So I'm basically talking about myself right now. Like, <laughs> well, I want to do all, yeah, I, you'll know this. I want to do all that sort of stuff. So I've got to get a board to fit that image. Yeah. Um, even though I do have a captain as well. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if, and people come into us and I'm kind of like, if you're uh, like a good intermediate surfer and you're looking to progress, I would, I would automatically always steer them towards a captain or an easy rider. Those are the two boards I would say. They are the ones that I found for me progress my surfing to a level where I could get closer to the board that I think I want to ride. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that I never go back to them. Like I went, I've gone back to the captain to get me out of this kind of like get a bit of fitness, catch a few waves, because I'm only worried about catching waves and getting to my feet quickly. Um, that's my priority at the moment. And, you know, on Sunday when we go out or Friday at Lynmouth, I won't be on that. I'll be on the game again. Shit, sorry. Actually, that will be... The, this if this, you this were was there. recorded in 2020. Right, this will be coming <laughs> This is pre-pandemic. Long after. Yeah, this is going at least two or three weeks after after we've been, so... Um, but, that, but that means that I'm going to, you know, I'll get towards those boards. I won't start on those boards. Yeah. But I'm in that privileged position of being able to... And also, like what's wrong with going backwards and forwards, right? So people want to progress and they want, like just part of it, part, I mean, if you surf, just have loads of fun. I mean, you know loads of boys who just blast it down the line. They rip, but you know, they're blasting it everywhere on 20s, catching loads of waves, having loads of fun. Do you know what? That's totally cool. And what I like about surfing right now is that that philosophy in surfing is growing, just having loads and loads of fun. There's still like part of the culture, which is how small is your surfboard? And you know, I think that's dying off. Though. Yeah, and it's I don't going, think that's which is a great. Deal anymore. Yeah, I think it's no, no longer do you feel a bit of a kook walking down the beach with a seven foot. Oh no, because like I mean, everyone surfs, we've all got them. They're yeah. great to surf. So if you're like coming into it new and you're a beginner and you want to kind of choose a board, I think the thing is just to listen to the advice and don't be automatically swayed by what you see in the media around stereotypically what you should or shouldn't be riding. I think I would always encourage people to think about what they want to get from the sport. It's particularly if they're a beginner, what you're trying to get from the sport, you might be just trying to get fitness from it. So it doesn't really matter. But if you're just having a bit of fun, think about fun boards. I think the bigger question is then you start hitting intermediate surfers who, who will walk into your shop, Dan, and start saying, well, actually, I need something that's 26.83 litres <laughs> and will make me surf like John John. And yeah, then you're yeah, in a whole that's... world of pain. Well, I'd be like, I'd just turn around and go, get out. <laughs> get, get out. Sales prevention probably, officer. Yeah, so you probably wouldn't sell anything though. Um, and that then becomes a quandary because then you're in a whole world of, well, like, so how often do you Are surf? You sure? Because the big gain is purely like fitness and diet and being in the water all the time. Plenty of people will say, if you want to surf good, it doesn't matter what you're surfing, just be in the water. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we, I do surf lots of different boards and I feel like I surf exactly the same way, regardless of what board I'm on. Actually, I feel like I still pretty much the same sort of shape turns and catch just as kind of many no, ways. They're different. Trust me. Oh, they, well, they feel exactly the same. <laughs> I, I can't really see myself. Um, and God forbid I ever do. No, we're going to be filming you soon. You're definitely going to see no, it. I don't, I don't want to. I, don't <laughs> I think the other thing that's kind of lost a little bit in conversations, you talk about, you know, what people's standards of what standard they are and they need to be realistic as well. Yeah, totally. But you also need to understand what the conditions are that you're going to be generally surfing in. So let's be honest, the UK 
if you use a percentage scale, probably about 85.7% of the time, it's pretty rubbish. It's, yeah. it's, it's onshore and you're looking for those places to go. And generally, if it's going to be half decent, those half decent days are far and few between. And even then it's going to be like two to three foot. So do you really want a performance shortboard that is going to be supposed to be surfed in critical waves like in Sumatra or yeah with loads and loads of rocker but how many people will come in and say I'm having a board so they've come in uh, and it's great that they've done the research and they've already got a school of thought but as you said earlier maybe they're automatically wedded to I want a phantom or I want a gremlin and then within two or three questions you're like "Mm, I'm not sure that's going to work for them because they surf well I think the first thing is that you you've come in and you've got an idea of the sort of board that you want so let's say you're coming in and you you're like well I want a I want a phantom yeah and you go yeah phantom's great board I've used one for a bit you know they're this or that whatever kind of step between the gremlin and the ghost or going in that kind of ghost family so similar shape forward foam you know all the rockers and concaves are similar whatever um then they go uh I need a 510 yeah. And you look at it and go, but you're six foot six. Yeah, I don't know if you do need a five ten. I think you might be better off with a six zero. Or you get a guy that goes, yeah, I need a six eight, and you're like, no, you can get over the six. Like you, you can get a shorter one. Um, and again, it comes down to this sort of trust um, because we don't, we don't want to give somebody a board that they're not going to enjoy doing. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. as hung up about it as the guys coming in. Um, you know, the quandary about which board do I buy, um, and it. Actually, I'm not even sure that we're coming to much of a conclusion. It is an impossible question to answer. And surfing is really hard. Like, yeah, but it's there, really hard. And, and there's things that you... So going back to your Storms example, right? It's all about where you've got to put your feet on the board to yeah. make that board go. And that's why good surfers can surf any board because they, they'll find the sweet spot and they'll make it go, right? But if you're buying a board because of what you've read and you're trying to hit a volume and you're not taking advice and you're probably not massively honest with yourself about ads, you know, the 87.5% rubbish rate of waves that we've got here, whatever it is. Um, If you're not processing all of those factors, yet you're still buying a board to hit a volume or a dims or something that you've read in a magazine, you're probably not going to have a great time. I mean, you'll probably get fit because you'll be paddling it around loads, Mm. but, you know, the ratio to paddling to actually stood on your surfboard is oh, really, really rubbish. Well, it's even even, wrong way. even at our long left, the the wave that we don't talk of, you're still not really <laughs> up for very long, are you? In like in this, well, in I'm the two not. No, because I never make the sections. No, it's because <laughs> you've got too much rocker. Um, you're you're not actually in the two hours that you're out surfing. Stood on your board for very long, which is why a wave pool is actually quite good because I don't you know, spend. I, I average about two k when I'm at that place that we don't talk about yeah but you've got the right board we haven't (laughs) um no i'm still trying to get no actually i'm on my captain and i'm loving it i'm stood up quite a bit um and i'm getting it to turn now which is also quite good well if you've got a board called a captain you need the captain (laughs) underneath the uh swim cap you wear as well in in the seat (laughs) with a mankini didn't wasn't he wearing a uh, a hood the other day i don't know it was like 12 degrees outside i was sweating yeah i disowned him at that point to be fair i was also sweating but i i quite like being warm yeah fair. it was it was uh protection for the fact that people kept running us all over 
Yeah, it was a bit of carnage, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't think I've been at a place for many a year where... I sounded really old then. For many, <laughs> for many a year. When this was all fields. Yeah. Hey, have you found that fin yet? Men and boys. I saw you on Instagram looking on the rocks like two days later for a fin. It's been oh, about well, five tides since you lost it. She, she had this marvellous idea that if you go down at low tide, you oh. might be able to find it. I was like, well, I probably think I've lost it a little bit further offshore than that. But I went down and had a look anyway. It was a nice walk. I got absolutely smashed by the weather <laughs> and nowhere to hide either but yeah oh, brilliant. a few more pound out of pocket because FCF have seen me right off a treat but oh, they're yeah. not doing the single fin replacement yeah. anymore are they well for keel fins they don't do them in this country right. like single uh, single, single keel but you can get like you know the performer performers and the carvers and stuff yeah. you can get those there's some downstairs ads I'm sure you can leave with a few in your back pocket yeah. <laughs> you distract him and I'll take the shelf <laughs> yeah. no, that's my look trick. at that damn it so okay. look, I mean, yeah like so going back to boards and stuff like <clears throat> I think there's a whole world of honesty that's going to really help people out when they're selecting a first board I like wouldn't get massively weighed down with dims and all those sorts of things just decide what you want to do um, and decide how you want to surf because whatever you decide, there will be some conflict in your board. So it's unless you're a pro, right? This is just my philosophy. Unless you're a pro, uh, you're going to choose like a short board, right? Loads of short boards go in all sorts of conditions, but you might be foregoing a little bit of wave volume because it might be slightly smaller for you or it might have a little bit of rocker but when you're on a pretty decent wave i know oh, that's rare, amazing you're going to be like doing all sorts of cool stuff or even you're just blasting it down yeah. the line because they're fast as you, get, you know if you get 20 go you're gonna have loads of fun you might get loads and loads of waves and we, we all surf together and we all surf very different boards some of us are on a really high wave count but you're just blasting down the line right having loads of fun going straight some of us have a much lower wave count but you know, might be able to hook a couple of turns from time to time. And that's all good. I mean, I don't know who that person is. Because no. it doesn't happen that often. It's none of us. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it comes to the point that you just got to decide how you want to surf and what you're there to do, which sounds weird because it's surfing, right? And how it's all fun and it's all super cool. I think but- if you, I mean, we're going to need to try and summarise this, aren't we, a little bit? Otherwise, it's just basically two hours of waffle. Um, I think honesty is the first thing be honest about where you surf how you surf and where you want your surfing to get to and and that it's a progression isn't it from where yeah. you are to where you want to get to um i think i'm a bit of a geek so i'm i'm watching all the youtube videos and i'm watching all the reviews and all the boards and i'm kind of like christ every board paddles really well and gets into waves really yeah. early and, and that's i'm like they can't all it, yeah. do that can they they've got to be a little bit different um, and then through that, there's some intricacies on kind of entry rocker. We didn't talk about that. You know, low entry rocker is going to be easier to paddle waves. Easy to catch waves. waves. Yeah. Um, and you may be able to get away with a little bit less volume. And volume's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not saying that we should all be on 30 litre boards. I'm certainly not. And I quite like a bit of extra volume. Gives you the confidence to paddle yeah. around. Gives you the confidence to get into waves, you know, catch them. But it's part easily. of the overall it's part board. of the overall. It's not the only one thing. Yeah. Um, and then kind of outline is really important. Entry rocker, exit rocker is quite important. And then obviously what's going on underneath it with concaves and all that kind of stuff. Marry all of that together. And, um, you've got one very confusing picture that you need to try and make some headlight of. And I think that's probably talking to the guys in the shops, not just us, but anyone 
um, and um, being honest with yourself a bit, you know. I think also what it comes down to as well is that unfortunately, surfing is one of those sports lifestyles, whatever you want to call it, where it is very much so trial and error. Yeah, oh God, yeah. You're, you're going to buy, like I said, Absolutely. I bought a fourth yep. shovel, didn't work for me, bought another board. It, it, it's going to happen. But I think what I think we're trying to get at here is not to get focused on those reviews and um, the dimensions of especially volume. And again, talking about honesty and understanding what your level is, is going to really help you because you, I'd say 90% of people are never going to be a professional surfer. So you need to you know, work out what you want out of it and listen to advice, like you're saying. Yeah, and I'd add in one last little bit as well, which is, I mean, we have already said it, but where are you going to go surfing? So like, I always encourage people when they're coming on trips and we've done countless numbers of trips. First question, what boards do I take? Mm. I've never been to window. What boards am I going to take? So I'm going to buy a brand new step up 77, yeah. which I've never surfed before in my life and paddle out at rock, you know, yeah. at, at jails or something. It's yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No, totally. I can do and, that. and then you, so you got to decide, right, where you're going, what the waves are going to be like and kind of plan for everything. So we've had the flip side where, you know, you do get the people turn up on boards that are suitable for that wave, suitable for their like level of surfing, whatever that looks like. But then you get people that will pack their mid-length or their flat sea biscuit zero dimensions it's just a cardboard box with a fin in it and wonder why they're not turning or wonder why they're kind of not making the section unless they go dead straight so there is a big thing of basically just looking at where you're going to go surfing and you don't always have to have just one board for everything this one board that does everything there the are elusive. boards that will surf every wave i've got 11 boards different. i've got 11 yeah 11 surfboards that how much doesn't know about Dan. <laughs> 10 <laughs> of them she doesn't know about yeah. hang on is this like confession time uh, no don't even go there oh no let's not uh, start that i one. think that's a that's a really good point because actually i'm kind of like you know we've got like how many boards can you fit in the car you don't go to the beach with 11 boards do you, you go to the beach with maybe one maybe two perhaps three if you're feeling a little bit spicy or you've no idea what you're going to turn well, up it depends to. if you've got a mercedes sprinter with a, a little that's, storage compartment that's in the also bottom. true yeah it depends um, on where you're hiding from your missus that's yeah. exactly because they never come out of the what? car wait a minute um but i think you've got there is one board that is the right board for that time yeah and that's the board that you want to try and get. And that's the one that makes you smile, gives you confidence and enables you to progress because you can buy the wrong board and you'll regress. Yeah, but yeah, there's an element fun. of buying the right board and stepping very slightly backwards in order to step further forwards. Um, and those are the boards that you want to try and find. And they're different for different people. I know which mine are. And depending on the time of year, depending on the wetsuit, depending on the weather, I'll go backwards and forwards through that kind of quiver of maybe three boards maximum. Um, sure, I've got the 77 in the shed, which I'm waiting for Indo. And I've surfed at Watergate a couple of times when the surf's been clean and hollow, not hollow, but a little bit steeper face and and been fine on it and felt like I've been turning exactly the same way that I've been yeah. turning my storms, which is a totally different surfboard. Um so I think it's it's really kind of capturing that board for the one that's right for you at the time. Yeah, and what I do in contrast is, I don't know how many boards I've got, 
They're all the same. They're all the same. There is nothing between any of them. The only thing that really varies is the rocker and the tail. Actually, that's not strictly true. Because you do, you, well, I, your quiver, I know your quiver yeah. pretty well because I order it. HC2, very different to a Storms, very different yeah. to a 77. No, that's fair shout. Yeah. So those are the three boards that you surf most of the time. HC2 probably the most. Storms actually a lot recently. Yeah. They share similar characteristics um, as in kind of like... Yeah, neither of them can do airs. Terrible. No. Neither they, are, of them. they are junk for that, aren't they? <laughs> Um, that could well, if be... you've got a 77, surely you can do a massive air like Philippe Toledo. Oh, yeah, easy. Well, he, well, won, you... he won Margaret's on a HD 2.5. You've just ordered. So, I just ordered one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, all that stuff so we've just so said. So, this 51 minutes and 14 seconds we've just yeah, been going, you just absolutely smashed it out of the park. Yeah. What, what we've done is we've do just the absolutely do. described the, the way not to order boards. Actually, I, I we've, mean, I, we've I, got three different people here ordering boards in three ways. different ways, yeah. Yeah. and neither of them are right or wrong. No, but I, yeah, and to that point, well, yours are. So mine are, yeah, mine are all wrong, wrong size for me. Can't surf them, but I, I really enjoy it, and I don't see myself changing. And actually, when I've gone on to other boards like twinnies or long boards or just messed about on foamies, you know, you've got a completely different mindset. So you're messing around, you're having loads of fun. But if the waves are kind of okay and I'm like going to go longboarding, oh my God. I, I think I, I'd shoot myself. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't tried do a, it. I tried a nine foot board once. Um, I'm exhausted. I can't catch any waves. Okay. What are they See, I'm going to completely disagree with all of you because <laughs> both of you, because well. I, I like everything from a 5828 to a 9.8 SUP and I surf them all. And yeah, I, no, I, I and, I, and I enjoyed that's surfing. Fine. That's because you're open-minded and really respectful of the culture of surfing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm internally a hippie. Uh, my car's just full of weed. There's, there's <laughs> seaweed. A, there's a, yeah, seaweed, there's a yeah. stereotype for you right there. Oh, I've been hanging out at Bantam again. At the time, what you two are saying, the surfboard that I should be riding is not the one I'm in the sea with. It's in my car. And yeah. that's how I always see it. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. I should be on my 20. yeah. I should be on my Cymatic. I should be on my 7.0. That's what I should be That's on. the trouble with having more than one board at the yeah, beach. Sure yeah, I like... never have that. I'm like, whatever board I'm on in the sea, I'm like, I know I'm on the right board. Because well, basically, I don't like surfing anything else. I I've got so accustomed recently. to them. I have been better because, well, to be honest with you, I've been riding that 7.0 Luke Young that yeah. you know, I took out and I, I love it. But I'm a hipster internally, and I love Devon Howard, and I love I love Joel <laughs> Tudor, and I love the way they surf. Even Joel Tudor's son's amazing. You know, Mikey February. You know, that's how I see myself surfing when you I'm You look asleep. a bit like that. Yeah. I love nothing <laughs> like any of them. I'm probably about three foot smaller than hey, all I, of them. I bet Mikey February doesn't go to Lynmouth at low tide and look for a single fin in the rocks. <laughs> no, probably not. No. <laughs> No, he just serves it with one fin on the side. I mean, like, he can get away with it, can't Yeah, he? take all the fins well, out. Just, well, asymmetric boards. Yeah, we're never going to go down that route. No, they're totally wrong. That's no, but the point thing. of all of that, I think, from what I was trying to say, is there is um, a lot to be said for thinking about the sorts of waves that you're going to surf as well. And, um, uh, and that's a big part of it. Because we think- do travel a lot and we do see the odd kind of car crash or incident or just basically a whole bunch of really cool dudes getting mega frustrated because for whatever reason like mm. a whole bunch of reasons most of it usually is down to fitness and their own opinion of themselves actually i think also is confidence 
yeah. is, is down to being brave enough to go deep enough in order to catch the waves easily. Because otherwise you're trying to scratch into something, you're not quite on, the, you're just off the shoulder yeah. um, and somebody's underneath you already. That's, are you looking at me? <laughs> no, I'm not looking at you, but we know who we are <laughs> talking about. We know we're thinking of. No, um, no, you're looking at me, I can tell. I am looking I at you, coax. John, yeah. No, like, we were calling you in. It was your turn on that big bomb. Right. He's on the right board. Go, go, go. On that note then, lads, been a pleasure. I think we agree to disagree. Um, it's simple. It's all super easy, right? Yeah. Not. yeah. You, I think, the I think actually that's it. It's not easy. And so it's a process. You have to go through it. Trial and honest. error. Trial and error. Try loaded boards and other people's boards. Just give it a go. Don't be afraid of literage. Um, and the most important thing is the best board is the one that you have the most fun on. Doesn't matter what shape or color or anything it is. And just like throw double shackers. That fixes <laughs> All everything. The time. Yeah, <laughs> shouting rad and cowabunga. Yeah, yeah. All uh, those cliches. I do that all the time. Lads, been a pleasure. Nice one. Cheers. And that's it. If you're enjoying the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe on your podcast provider, and also leave a little review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.